And hello, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me on this first hardcore podcast of 2020. My God, what a year it's going to be. What a year 2019 was. Whether you had a good year or a bad year, thank God you made it. I am just so glad to God to just see another year. And so that means that it's time to do something with the year he has given us because there were a lot of people, a lot of people that I knew and, and close friends and family and that, that did not make it to cross over into 2020. So if you made it, you're under the sound of my voice. If you're listening to me, if you survived 2019, I think that is reason enough to celebrate, reason enough to thank God, reason enough to praise God, because you made it in spite of everything you went through in 2019. You made it. You may not have made it the way you wanted to. You may not have made it with the people you wanted to. You may not have made it uh, in quite the way you envisioned it. Everything on your vision board may not come to pass, but thank God you made it out of 2019 and now or in 2020. And there's no telling what God is going to do to you in this year, through you, to you, for you, uh, because of you in this year of 2020. This is a year that is going to be an incredible year. And so I just want you to take hold and grasp everything that God has for you in this year of 2020. Hey, listen, so the focus of this uh, podcast, I must be honest with you, and I must um, uh, take a moment and and be quite transparent, you know, from uh, the beginning of time, uh, as it were, but uh, from the beginning of my time here on earth. Uh, which was uh, November 29, 1977. I feel like the Lord has really called me to to minister, or really called me to uh, take a, a part in, in, in his gospel ministry. And I really feel like the Lord has given me a calling. And uh, one thing that, that you cannot ever do is ever run from God's calling because eventually God will get you back to the place where he wants you to do or he has you doing what you are destined to do, what you are called to do. Uh, as the old folks say, by hook or by crook, God is going to have you in the place where you are meant to do what he has called you to do. And that is indeed my purpose today. You know, uh, for years I've, I've, I've been out and I've spoken. And I, I do leadership seminars and leadership training and uh, servant leadership seminars. And, and I'll go minister every now and again. But today, this focus is really the focus of this podcast and and future podcasts, really. So there's going to be some integration, but the focus is really going to be ministry centered. I want to make sure that I encourage you, I, I motivate you, I strengthen you. But the real purpose of this podcast is to minister to you, to encourage you in your spirit, in your soul, to to, to build you up in the faith that whatever you're going through is not uh, the summation of who all you are. It is not what all God has called you to be. You're not called to a life of suffering. You are called to be victorious in Jesus name. You're called to be victorious in his light and in his image. You are made in his image. And so God has called me to call you out of that darkness and to call you up and tell you you can make it. You can do anything by his stripes. You are healed. There is nothing that you have ever encountered that God was not aware of and that God cannot heal and deliver you from. 
And so that is going to be the purpose of this. And I'll still do some motivational stuff, some encouraging stuff. I'll still do some interviews. But the main focus of this thing is going to be ministering to you to ensure that I am doing what God has called me to do, which is to help somebody out there in his name. So <clears throat> on today's first episode, I want to talk about these three P's. I really feel like the Lord has given me this. In fact, he was downloading and dumping on me uh, when I was thinking about this. I want to talk about perceptions, presumptions, and precautions. Perceptions, presumptions, and precautions. What do you mean by perceptions? That means that sometimes we look at our own situation and we look at ourselves and we perceive a certain thing about ourselves that may not be totally accurate. We perceive things about ourselves that may not be totally true. That means that 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 somebody else can take, as, as Bishop Jakes likes to say, somebody else can take your hand, the hand that you feel like you've been dealt in life, the hand that you feel like you've been dealt in this situation. They can take it, flip it around and win with it the same hand that you're losing with the same hand that you say that you cannot do anything with. They can take that same exact hand and win with it. And I want to ask you a question. Are you staring at your problem or your situation properly? Are you looking at it properly? Are you looking at it from both sides? And I know that sometimes, you know, it's kind of hard to look at it, um, you know, uh, objectively because you're currently in it. It's kind of hard to look at it from another angle. But, you know, I want to ask you, maybe there's somebody else who, who whose counsel you trust or somebody you can go to and talk to uh, who will be a bit more objective and that will will help you um, or subjective rather that will help you to understand where you're wrong in the situation and where you're right in the situation. But I want to ask you, have you stared at your problem enough to where you have really given it some true thought because your perception of the problem may be indeed the reason why you're not seeing the victory in that situation because you were looking at it wrong. Have you ever asked yourself, am I wrong? Am I looking at it wrong? Am I thinking about it wrong? Is it perhaps, um, am, I, am I looking at it from my childhood? Am I looking at it uh, from a place that is not genuine, it's not pure? Am I looking at it from a place where I'm trying to manipulate the situation and I'm trying to get the upper hand, am I looking at the situation wrong? And you must ask yourself that question because the only way to really get the victory in how you see yourself is to ask yourself that question, am I wrong? You know, when the, um, when the men went, went to spy out the land, they came back and said that the giants... Uh, that there were giants in the land and they felt like grasshoppers in their sight. Now, they were not grasshoppers, but the thing about it is the way that they perceived themselves totally gave them a defeatist mentality because they did not go into it with the right mindset. And I want to ask you, are you looking at yourself properly? 
Are you looking at your situation properly? Are you saying, oh, no, that won't happen to me. That can't happen to me because I'm a grasshopper. That can't happen to me because I was born into this situation. That can't happen to me because my family, nobody in my family has ever done that. That can't happen to me because I'm black. That can't happen to me because I'm a woman. That can't happen to me because of this or because of that or because, because, because. And you keep putting all these becauses in front of why it cannot happen to you. And my question to you is, why not you? Why can't you live in a victory? Why can't you 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 walk upright and hold your head up high? Why can't you uh, uh, be the first one in your family to own franchises? Why can't you be the first one in your family to, to own businesses? Why can't you be the first one in your family to uh, begin the, the uh, generational wealth? Why can't you be the first one in your family? Why can't you be the first one in, in your area to do something, to make it out, to overcome, to surpass all of the critics? Why can't you be? See, you keep putting this defeatist mindset on yourself. And I'm telling you that the voices that are haunting you are the voices of you, of your own doubts, of your own fears, of your own your past. When the Bible says that I can do all things through Christ, that strengthens me. So I'm trying to tell you is not your strength is not your courage. It is going in through Christ, which strengthens you. That's the reason why you, you maybe don't see the victory in some of the areas in your life, because you're trying to do it in your own strength and you won't be able to get that done. You know, you have your own human will, you have your own power and all that kind of stuff. But in order to get some stuff done, some stuff, you're going to have to consult God and go in through the strength God gives you. Because your human fears, your human emotions will try to overtake you. But I'm telling you to feel the fear and do it anyway. If this is something you know God has called you to do, if this is something God has commanded you to do, go in and do the fear anyway. Your human flesh would never want to do it. Your human flesh would never want to do it. But that's why you have to rely on the faith of God to keep, to keep you through and to get you through. And you are only strengthened by faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I'm telling you to get out there and go and do it and look at yourself differently. See, you know, once you've had a series of victories, then you begin to feel differently about yourself and you begin to think differently about yourself. But I want to encourage you too. once you've had a series of setbacks, you will begin to perceive that that is the way your life is supposed to go. And that is the way that maybe I'm not meant to be or maybe this or maybe that. And I'm telling you, the devil is a liar. I'm telling you, your fears are lying. I'm telling you, your past is lying. I don't care what your past said. Your past said that you shouldn't be able to get up. Your past said that nobody in your gender, in your color, in your area has ever been able to get up. And I'm telling you that that is a lie and you can do it. You can overcome. You can make it. You can survive it. It's within your reach to do it the bible says oh magnify the lord with me and let us rejoice in him now what does that mean magnify to magnify something means to make it larger so i want to ask you a question are you seeing god big enough in your situation are you seeing god is god like really in the center or are you just trying to get his advice 
See, there's, there's, there's one thing to have God intricately involved in your situation. And there's another thing to just ask his advice. Some of us are, are living lives where we're asking God for his advice versus being led and directed by him truly. So this is what I want you to do for 2020. I want you to, to have this prayer. Lord, help me to see you clearly and help to see me clearly. Again, Lord, help me to see you more clearly and to see me more clearly. Because if you don't see who you are, if you don't see that you are made in his image, if you don't see the victory, if you don't see the warrior, the champion that he has put inside of you, then you seeing him more clearly or you seeing your situation more clearly won't help you because it's going to be your body that does the work. So you need to see yourself more clearly and see who God has made you to be. And you have got to look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself, I can overcome. I can make it. I can do it. You could be driving down the road right now. Whenever you stop at a light or a stop sign, you look at yourself in the mirror and you tell yourself, I can make it. I can do it. If you have your phone when this thing is over and you may be able to open the phone, the camera app right now while I'm talking. But you look at yourself and you tell yourself, I can make it. I can do it. This is not too big for me. You can do it. You have got to begin to perceive yourself differently. You can do it. You can make it. I believe in you. The next thing is presumptions. Presumptions. Well, I begin to think about that word. Uh, I begin to really look at it and to uh, make presumptions is to pre-assume. Pre-assume something. You don't even know what's going to happen. You're, you're already pre-assuming something. You're already, you know the outcome already. So you're already pre-assuming what you feel like is going to happen. Nobody said it was going to happen. <clears throat> Nobody told you it's going to happen. But you already know, okay, based on my history, based on my gender, based on this, based on that, that I already know what's going to happen. You're already pre-assuming what's going to happen. And here's, here's, the, here's the bad part. It may never happen. The thing that you're pre-assuming may never happen. But you're so busy pre-assuming it that now you have told yourself this mindset. You've given yourself this mindset. You've, you've told yourself this narrative that it's going to happen. It can happen. It may happen. It might happen. But you don't know because you never tried it. You don't know because you never had the conversation. You don't know because you never went up for the raise. You don't know because you never went out for the position. You don't know because you never applied for school. You don't know. So you're pre-assuming something based off of false data, based off of fear, based off of what somebody else said, based off that nobody else in your family has done it, based off the fact that you come from a certain uh, part of the country, based off the fact of what? Stuff that they say. Who is they? Why are you giving they so much power? They, if they had your hand, they would keep playing and they wouldn't care what you thought. But you're busy 
given so much power and thought to them that you can't focus on you. And you can't see the victory in your life where you need to see it because you're so busy focusing on them and they when them and they don't care about you and y'all. I like that. Y'all like how I said that. <clears throat> in the Bible, in, in Philippians 4, 4 and 6, it says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Be careful for nothing. Be careful for nothing. I like the NIV version when it says, do not be anxious about anything. Do not be anxious about anything. Anxious. 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 Hmm. That's anxiety. That's the root word of anxiety. Meaning you're so busy worrying about things that could happen, may happen, might happen, coulda, woulda, shoulda, that you can't focus on what will happen, what can happen if you, it, the opposite way. You're so busy worrying about what can happen the other way. What happens if I fail? What happens if, if I get denied? What happens if the loan doesn't come through? What happens this? What happens that? Well, let me tell you this. What it, let me let me let me show you this. Okay, so what happens if you get denied by the loan? Go to another bank. What happens if if you get uh, denied for this position? Apply again. Or apply somewhere else. What happens if this business fails? Ask God for another strategy and try it again. What happens if I get rejected? That's fine. There's eight billion 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 people on the earth. If you re get rejected by one, don't let one person stop you from believing in humanity. There's eight billion people on the earth. You know, tw 25. Okay. You know, 25 people. And you're saying that the world is against me. The world, you know, 25 people. Somebody do the math out there. You tell me what percentage of the 25. Okay, let's 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 bump it up. You know about 50, 60, maybe 100 people. Maybe you're so popular, you know about 1,000 people. You got 1,000 friends on Facebook. Maybe you're at the max, you know 5,000 people. You got 5,000 friends on Facebook. You got the max friend uh, allowance on Facebook. You know 5,000 people and 5,000 people reject you. Now, I want you to get your calculator out right now while you're listening to me and you do the math. What is the percentage of 8 billion people, uh, 5,000 5, rather, of 8 billion people? You do the math. The percentage of 5,000 of 8 billion. And then you come back and tell me how big that problem is to you. If you get rejected by 5,000, there's 8 billion people left on the planet. And you're letting these people stop you. Be anxious for nothing, but with prayer and supplication, make your request made known unto God. With thanksgiving, make your request made known. Be anxious for nothing. For the Bible says in Luke that uh, fear not, little flock, for it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It's, God, it's God's good pleasure. 
It, it God gets joy out of blessing you. God gets joy out of seeing you blessed. God doesn't get joy out of seeing you depressed and get uh, uh, down in your luck and feeling a uh, woe is me attitude and woe is me spirit. God doesn't get pleasure and joy out of that. The Bible clearly said it is the father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Now, if you have natural children or if you have nieces or nephews or somebody that you take care of, don't you enjoy the feeling that when you get to bless them or take care of them or give them something and the smile and the joy they have? Okay, well, think about it. How much more your heavenly father gets joy out of giving you? That's what it, That's the Bible. It is the father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He gives joy out of blessing you. So it's not God's will for you to be down and out and broken and and busted and, and can't pay your rent and can't pay your mortgage and 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 don't know where your ends are gonna come up from. It's not God's will for you to be going through that, to be sitting in a dark room, depressed and lonely, and feeling like you're isolated. It's not God's will for you to do that. And God doesn't get pleasure out of, out of that. It is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. But you you have this mentality, you have this attitude that woe is me, God won't do it. I see God doing it for those other people. God won't do it for me. Uh, I know me, you know, I messed up enough. Or, you know, I know me, woe is me, this and that. And you got all these excuses. But in Romans 2 and 11, it says that God is no respecter of person. He's no respecter of person. Just because he gave, gave it to me does not mean he will not give it to you. But here's here's what I want I want to forewarn you on that God is a God of action. God is a God of action. And God cannot bless it if you're not doing something with it. In Matthew 25, when he gave the man the men the talents, he gave one one, he gave one two, and he gave one five. He came back to check it. And the man who had five doubled it. He told him, Well done, our good and faithful servant. Coming to the joy of the Lord. He, so went back to the man he had too and, and, and he doubled his. They did something with what God gave him. He came back to the man who had one talent and he buried his treasure because he knew the man was going to come back for it. And he said, I, I curse you because I gave you a gift. I gave you time. I gave you energy. I gave you something that I did not give anybody else. And you so busy worried about, oh, they got two or they got five. Okay, but you had the one and you chose to do nothing with it. So why do you keep wanting God to bless something you're not doing anything with? You keep wanting God to make this investment in you when time and time again, he is investing in you, giving to you. Gave, gave, he's, he's still giving you because right now he's giving you an opportunity to turn that thing around. He's giving you an opportunity to change your mindset by you listening to this podcast. He's giving you an opportunity every day. There's new grace and new mercy upon you. He's giving you time and opportunity every single day. And so it's about what you do with it. In Psalms 1 and 1, it, it, I love this. I, I love this psalm. Uh, it says, in, in one, it says, Blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the seat of the, uh, in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. 
But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in this law doeth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth fruit in his season. His leaves shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. You cannot prosper if you don't do something. God cannot bless what you do not do anything with. If you don't do anything with it, there's nothing to bless. There's nothing to prosper. I can't prosper dirt. It's just dirt. But if you put a seed in the ground, I'll water the dirt. See, I can go outside right now to my yard and I can find a, just a patch of grass and just water it. And just water it. I can just water it. I can just water it. And it'll just, that little patch of grass, it may grow. It may do something. Okay. That little one patch of grass. It'll grow. But it's not very fruitful. I can go find a patch of dirt and water it. And water it. And water it. You know what that come, becomes? Mud. Nothing. Just mud because I'm watering Dirt. There's no real, there's, there's nothing in it to grow. Now, if I put a seed in that ground and I water that seed, oh boy. Now, I'm going to put that seed in that dirt and now I just start watering it. Sooner or later, I'm going to see a return on that seed that I watered. But heretofore, there's been nothing to prosper because there was nothing in the ground. And so there you don't have anything for God to prosper because you're not doing anything with what he gave you. Here's something too. I want you to write this down or type it or whatever you're doing. Do not ask for bigger if you not. Well, let me start that over. I'm sorry. y'all. Do not ask for bigger if you have not made this better. Do not ask for bigger if you have not made this better. Many times we're so busy trying to ask God to make this thing bigger, but you have not made this place better. So don't ask for bigger if you have not made this thing better. I'm trying to help you now because we're in presumptions. And so a lot of times people presume certain things about themselves, presume certain things about God, pre-assume certain things about about themselves, about family members, about other people. And you say, well, why are those people blessed? Why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? Because they didn't give up. They kept fighting. They kept going. They kept scratching. They, they kept clawing. They went to bed late. They woke up early. They kept pursuing. They kept pursuing. They kept doing something. And I just told you, the Bible says, whatsoever he doeth shall prosper, not thinketh. Not write it down. I love your vision boards, but not just putting them on a board. You got to do something. If you don't do something with what you see in front of you, then all you did was decorate a piece of cardboard. If you don't do something with what you wrote down, then all you did is just took time out and just wrote out some dreams, but they not goals. If you don't put a date on them, if you don't put action behind them, then they're fairy tales. I'm trying to challenge you. 
I don't care if you're listening to this in the morning, trying to challenge you to start this day out. If you're listening to it in the night, I'm trying to challenge you when you, I hope you can't sleep tonight. I hope you can't sleep. I hope you wake up uh, or lay in that bed with so many ideas. You got to get up and start writing them out or typing them out or researching or doing something towards your goals, your visions, your dreams. Maybe you're listening to this in the middle of the day. I hope that it's hard for you to concentrate for the rest of the day. I, I hope so. Now, don't get fired. Then you'd be right to me. But I hope it's hard for you to concentrate because you're so busy thinking about your goals, your visions, your dreams. Because now I want you to go out there and do something. So God has something to prosper. I want to see you prosper in 2020. This is your year to prosper. This is your year to do something. Hallelujah. Stop comparing yourself to, to somebody else. The Bible says uh, it's, not, it's not wise to compare yourself to one another. And so doing so is not wise. Don't, don't, don't do it. Stop comparing yourself to somebody else because you don't know the situation that it took for them to get there. And you keep asking God to bless you like them. Okay. Now that person may have went through some situations, some storms, some healings that you don't want to go through. That person may look strong, but may have to take medication every day because they, they're fighting something in their body. That person may look strong, but have a hellish lifestyle at home. And, and you, you don't know that lifestyle at home. You see them at work and you keep envying them. Okay. You got, they got to deal with something at home that would break you. That would have you balled up in a fetal position. But look at you. God has, God has kept you. Don't, don't keep comparing yourself to somebody else. Just be appreciative of the fight that you have. Be appreciative of what God has put in you. Be appreciative of the things God has let you survive. My God, because some things that you survive, other people cannot survive. And vice versa. I don't want to fight your battle. I don't want to fight with your armor. When when David got ready to go on the battlefield, he said, no, I don't need your armor. I got this rock and this slingshot, and that's all I need. I'm I'm used to fighting with my, my armor. I'm used to fighting with what I'm used to fighting with. I don't need your stuff to fight and get the victory. You don't need nobody else's stuff to fight with. You got the victory within you. You got the victory in what God has given you. You got the victory in what God has placed in front of you. Fight with your own uh, your own weapons and get out there and win the, vic the victory. I hope this is blessing somebody. I hope you I hope you're finding some encouragement and, and strength through this, my God, because I am. I don't know about you, but I am. I'm finding encouragement and strength through it because it is it is helping me because sometimes we can get so lowly and so down on ourselves that you think, oh, I'm too old to do this. I'm too young to do this. I'm too something to do this. And I'm telling you, you ain't too nothing. You can get out there and do it. You can fight. Stare at your situation. Look at your situation. Ask God for a strategy. Ask God, what does it take for me to get up? How can I do this and bring you glory? How can I do this? I want to do this for you, for your glory. Go talk to somebody else. Find a mentor. Find a role model in that area. Study, study, study. Find books that, that support your dreams, your visions, your goals. Go to bed listening to books on audio. Find something and get out there and fight. Fight man, fight woman, fight sister, fight brother. I want you to get out there and fight. You have got to fight for your victory. You got to fight for your victory. 
Ain't nobody going to give it to you. Ain't nobody going to hand it to you. Ain't nobody going to just say, oh, I thought you needed a little victory today. No, you got to fight for your victory. You got to fight for your peace. You got to fight for your joy. You got to fight for it. I don't care what they say. Get out there and fight for it. Ooh, I'm starting to feel that thing. You got to get out there and fight. Ain't nobody going to hand it to you. Ain't nobody going to just walk up to you. Ain't nobody going to say, I feel like you needed some. You are cute. I, you don't care how fine you are. I don't care how handsome you are. I don't care how many degrees you have. You got to get out there and fight. Ain't nobody going to want, want you to see, uh, just walk up to you and give it to you. You got to fight. My goodness, you got to fight for that thing. Touch yourself and say, fight. Touch yourself, look in the mirror and say, fight. You're going to fight this thing and you're going to win. You got the victory. You got the victory already. See, that's that's the problem. You don't realize that the fight is already fixed. It's already fixed. God has already given you the victory. He's already told you, if you do it, I'll prosper it. My God, if you do it, I'll prosper it. I'm just waiting on you to do it. And then watch me prosper it. I've been waiting on you to do it so I can prosper it. Oh, my gosh. Okay, let me go on to the next one. I don't want to bore you. But God is telling me to tell you to go out there and to do it. Ooh, I'm getting ahead of myself. My goodness. My goodness. The last one I want to talk to you about is precautions. Precautions. When Jesus told uh, taught the disciples how to pray, one line in that prayer is, Give us this day our daily bread. And many times we're going into a new day without asking God for new bread. You're going into a new day without asking God, what is your direction for me for this day? What shall I do in this day? Who can I bless in this day? How can I bring you glory in this day? What's my strategy for this day? I want to encourage you. Okay. Now, God may give you a word like go, start the business, start the company, go. Now, God is not going to say go every single day. He's not. But what he may do is tell you go north. You keep going north. And he has a place where he's going to show you. I keep thinking about when April, uh, Abraham uh, got ready to take Isaac up on the mountain. And God told him, go, go offer him up as a sacrifice. And Abraham said, okay, I don't know where I'm going. And God said, I'll show you a place. And God just told Abraham to go and I'll show you a place. Now, I want to encourage you that the mission, okay, I want you to write this down, is the same. It may stay the same, but daily, God is going to give you a strategy or clarity for how to accomplish that mission. So that's why you got to ask God, God for daily bread. What's my strategy for today? What's my direction for today? What do I research for today? Who do I talk to for today? The mission is still to go to the mountain, to the place where I'm going to show you. 
Okay, I'm walking, and I believe that you'll show me once I get there. But until I get there, God, give me this day my daily bread. What is my daily strategy for today? What is my daily strategy, my movement, my plan to keep going to the place where you have told me? You have got to ask. He wouldn't say, give us this day our daily bread if he didn't mean for you to constantly come back to him daily for new update, new updates, new ideas. See, it, all of us have, have these phones, and, and whether it's an Android or an iPhone, every now and again, you'll see a software update. And so you click on a button, and some of us, they, they're set automatically, so you don't even know it's happening. It's getting a software update all the time. And even some of your apps every day, it's getting a software update because it's constantly refurbishing and it's constantly rebuilding and it's constantly going out, taking out old stuff that didn't work and building in new ideals and, and new algorithms and, and new things. And it's constantly um, updating itself. And the problem with, with us is that we don't update and so, you know, you keep doing the same old thing, expecting a different result. When that, my friend, is called lunacy. I want to precaution you. Do not start your day. Do not try to walk without getting a daily update from God. Give us this day our daily bread. What is my mission for today? The Bible says, as our days are, so shall thy strength be. There is a strategy. There is a reason why God would allow you to have each day. And it's up to you to go back to him and say, what is this day about? Give us this day our daily bread. It's not just for you to waste energy. It's not just for you to waste time. There, there is a reason why God has given you this day. Give us this day our daily bread. Why are you here? Why are you here? What is the reason for you being here? Give us this day our daily bread. The Bible says that the day you hear my voice, harden not your heart. And I know that's in Hebrews. And so I know we use that as a, as um, most of the time when we're calling sinners to the altar. And, and, and that's rightfully so. And, and so, you know, as it says, um, the day you hear my voice, harden not your heart as you did in the days of rebellion. So we use that for, for capturing, uh, um, compelling sinners to come and backsliders to come to the altar, and that's admirable, and that's exactly what we should do. But I, uh, but <clears throat> when I was praying about this and thinking about this, I was really I I heard something different at on, on this particular part of that scripture. Give us, uh, I'm sorry, the day you hear my voice, harden not your heart. What does that mean? That 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 reminds me of what he when he told Moses. Uh, where Moses said, I want to see your face, God. And, Mo and God said, no man has ever saw my face and lived, but I'm going to put you in the cleft of the rock and I'm going to cause my goodness to pass by you. Uh-oh. And Moses, God walked by, put his hand over the cleft and he calls and Moses uh, came out and, and, and the Bible said he was able to see God's hind parts but God passed by. I'm going to tie this up. The day you hear my voice, harden not your heart. I want to encourage you. The day you hear God say go, 
The day you hear God say move, the day you hear God say build, the day you hear God say strategize, the day you hear God say start the business, the day you hear God say anything, heart not your heart. You know why? Because he's not promised to pass by you again. Story after story, when, when Jesus began to walk by, he was passing by, the blind man was screaming, hey, son of David, have mercy. You know why? Because he's not promised to pass by again. The day you hear my voice, harden out your heart. You know why? Because I don't guarantee you that I'm going to say it again. So this is your year where God is telling you to go. This is your year where God is telling you to build. This is your year where God is telling you to get up. This is your year where God is telling you to go forward. Go back to school. Go after that thing. Go for it. Get your son back. Get your daughter back. Get your company back. Get your career back. Go after it. Go after every single thing that I have put in your spirit. Every single thing that I told you. I don't care about your circumstances, your situations, what people say, what they say. I don't care nothing about that. This is your time to go because I'm not guaranteed to tell you this again. And I want you to go after it. I'm going to pass by you. I'm going to pass by you. I'm cause my goodness to pass by you. I'm going to cause it to pass by you. And it's passing by. So if you don't, if you don't obey my word, if you don't, uh, if you harden your heart and, and you stop listening to me, then Moses, you're going to miss my back parts. You're going to miss my glory. You're going to miss me passing by. When Moses, again, got ready to deliver the children of Israel and he, he ran up to the Red Sea and he said, there's this water in front of me, but there's these chariots behind me coming. The enemy, my past is coming behind me to get me, to kill me, to destroy me and everything. And I'm going to look like a fool. You ran me to this water. God said, lift up that staff and the waters departed. Now, if he would have said, it's just a stick. I saw you turn into a snake, uh, a snake, but now it's just a stick. What, what am I going to do with this stick? And if he would have hardened his heart, then, then Pharaoh's army would have came and killed the children of Israel because he was so busy telling God, oh, I can't do it. All I got is a stick in front of me, a stick in this water. Lift up that stick. Lift it up. I don't care what God has given you, you use it. God has given you everything, your voice inflection, your mind, your gender, your color, everything God has given you. He has given it to you strategically to use to get the victory in your life. And I pray today that your life will never be the same again, that you will go into 2020 with a new attitude, a new mindset, a new understanding, a new concept of who you are, of who he is, a new perspective of who he is. Counseling all these presumptions, the pre-assumed ideals you have and walking with a new precaution that, that, that you're going to take hold of what God has called you to do today and go after it. And I pray you will never be the same again. I pray that this has been a blessing to you. I pray you've enjoyed it. I want to hear from you. Uh, you can hit me up on Instagram at AntarFM, A-N-T-A-R-F-M, or you can email me, AntarFM1 at Gmail. But I want to I know if this is a blessing to you. And I pray that you are never 
the same again, that the voices of the enemy, that everything the enemy is trying to do, everything that the enemy said you cannot do, that everything that the your family has maybe said you can't do, we, we don't do that over here, that those voices are diminished in your life and that the victory is brought about in your life through Christ Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for my brothers and my sisters who are listening. I ask you, Lord, to build them up, to strengthen them, to encourage them, to motivate them, to help them, help them to see who they are, help them to see who you are, help them to understand who they are in you and help them to understand where they're going. Now go in Jesus name. Amen. Until next time. God bless. I love you. Take care.